Lecture topic: Developing the fear of Allah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salat wa salam ala ibadhi alladhi nastafa. Amma ba'du fa'uzu billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. إن الذين يخشون ربهم بالغيب لهم مغفرة وأجر كبير وأسروا قولكم أو اجهروا به إنه عليم بذات الصدور وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عينان لا تمسهم النار عين بكت من خشة الله وعين باتت تحرس في سبيل الله او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم In one hadith sharif, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is reported to have said that there is a surah in the Quran sharif that has 30 ayat and this is a surah which interceded on behalf of somebody its intercession was accepted in other words this is the effect of the surah this is the power of the surah that it has the power to intercede on behalf of the one who recites it and this becomes a means of protection from the azab in the qabr the surah comes to protect the person who recited it regularly so there are many virtues that have been mentioned regarding the surah and it is very short that the ayat and to be recited every night before going to bed or any time in the night once the night commences this is part of the night already from maghrib time So we should be taking advantage of these great virtues. Many other surahs also have so many virtues that have been mentioned in the hadith. And many a times, the time that is taken to recite these surahs etc. We feel sometimes it's very long. If I am going to sit in the masjid after the Isha Salah and recite the surah now, it will take so much more time. And I'll get delayed. So then we omit it. not necessary to recite it in the masjid but many times whatever we get done in the masjid gets done person leaves the masjid and all the intentions he has of what he's still going to go back home and do but before he reaches home another 10 things come in between and all those things get left aside so mashallah whatever gets done in the house of allah taala so he took a few minutes extra sat down and recited suratul mulk in the morning after fajr he recited surah yasin the great virtues of surah yasin man qara'a yasin fi sadrin nahar qudiyat hawaijuhu allah taala will fulfill all his needs of the day by the recit- barakat of this recitation so it takes 5 minutes 7 minutes surah mulk will take 3 minutes 4 minutes but it seems like now there will be a lot of time that will go in this so let's leave it for another time let's see but then the person leaves the masjid and he goes outside and then he talks for 15 minutes so that 4 minutes 5 minutes sounded very long for him 
and but shaitan now makes us feel that that is very long and allows us to then or makes us leave but then we spend double the time triple the time in idle conversation outside so these are things we should just push ourselves a little bit and there's so much to earn from it so much to benefit from it so in this ayat of the quran sharif allah tbaraka wa taala speaks about those who fear allah taala inna alladheena yakhshawna rabbahum bil ghaib one explanation of this is that they fear allah taala despite allah taala being in the unseen they cannot see allah taala none of us can see allah taala that great bounty and blessing will be blessed to the mu'minin in jannah that they will be able to see allah tbaraka wa taala which is mentioned in many many sahih riwayat sahih bukhari sahih muslim many ahadith the details of this is explained but in dunya it is beyond the capacity of anybody to see allah tbaraka wa taala but yet we have full iman full yaqeen and we fear allah taala despite not seeing him so that's one explanation of the yu'minu yakhshawna rabbahum bil ghaib and another explanation is bil ghaib when they are not seen person fears allah taala one is when he is seen by others when he is within the view of others he is within the sight of others somebody is standing there behind him over his shoulder and now they are watching what he is looking at so mashallah now he goes on to the sights of now some qiraat is being played and some bayan is being played now because somebody is looking over his shoulder and he is aware of that he is conscious of it but then if he is alone then he forgets allah is watching or does he remember allah is watching alladheena yakhsha inna alladheena yakhshawna rabbahum bil ghaib that even when they are not seen they are in privacy they are away from the public eye they are away from the sight of people but they are conscious that allah taala is watching allah taala is aware i can hide things from people but i can't hide it from allah taala so a person who is conscious of this and who has a fear of allah taala fear of displeasing allah taala fear of the wrath of allah coming upon him fear of the azab of allah taala falling upon him fear of the azab in dunya fear of the azab in qabr fear of the azab on the day of qiyama fear of the azab of jahannam so now the person who has this fear in his heart that i should not displease my rabb allah taala is the benefactor who has given me everything I should please Allah Taala, not displease Him. Now this drives him, this motivates him to fear Allah Taala and to stay away from what Allah has forbidden, whether in front of people or away from people. So for such a person, lahum maqfiratu wa ajrun kabir. For them, is the forgiveness from Allah Taala wa Taala and a very very great reward. Allah is saying ajrun kabir, very big. what can we understand was big when allah is saying is big our understanding is only limited to what we can think and what we can think is very very limited allah taala is saying it's going to be a huge reward what can we imagine how huge so in any case the lesson in this ayat is that we are to be all the time conscious of allah tbaraka wa taala Unfortunately this lesson of khashiyat 
and this very great ibadat of the heart just as tilawat is an ibadat of the tongue and then if a person is looking in the Quran Sharif and deciding it's an ibadat of the eyes as well and if he's pondering and meditating over what he's reciting then it's an ibadat of the heart simultaneously and a person is performing salah then it is a physical ibadat all his limbs are now engaged in this very very great ibadat and the person is engaged fulfilling and discharging his zakat this is a monetary ibadat and he's fulfilling this very great injunction of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala and this pillow of deen person goes for hajj then he is fulfilling a monetary ibadat also a physical ibadat and an ibadat of such a great magnitude so we do understand the greatness of these ibadats and definitely is very great but there are some ibadats unlike these ibadats like salah somebody or the other will be able to see what this person is performing salah sometimes in the dead of night in the privacy of his home he is performing salah in a dark corner but yet somebody woke up he is still conducting himself with the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala and whether he is in the masjid obviously whether he is out on the street whether it is a work time whether it is a weekend whether it is a holiday or whatever it might be and whether it is a wedding or whether it is a funeral when there is khashiyat in his heart then there is consistency in his amal and there is consistency in his conduct there is consistency in how he behaves how he conducts himself all situations, all places, all times there is only one motivation and that one motivation is that I must please my Rabb and when that khashiyat is missing then everything goes the other way then makhluk starts fearing makhluk person starts fearing the whole makhluk but he doesn't fear Rabb, the Khaliq he's fearing the makhluk but the Khaliq he forgot whereas makhluk is makhluk but now he's worried about makhluk he's worried about the gaze of makhluk the gaze of people he's worried about the tongues of people he's worried about He's worried about people taking him to task. He's worried about people's view and their, whatever their view of him is, how they look at him and what they think about him. Worried about all that. But he's not worried about that he's under the gaze of the rub of people. And that people taking him to task, what can they take him to task? If Allah Ta'ala takes us to task on the day of Qiyamah, will be our condition. And Qiyamah, Qiyamah will come when Qiyamah comes. Allah Ta'ala takes people to task in dunya also. Allah Ta'ala save us from that. So we are worried about makhluk, we are worried about the gaze of people. People are watching us, so now we have to conduct ourselves in a certain way. People will get to know about something. So therefore now we have to stop doing something or whatever else we want to now take some precautions. Why? Because people will get to know. But Allah Ta'ala knows all the time. Allah is all knowing. Allah is all seeing. Allah is all hearing. So this khashiyat has to come in the heart. When this khashiyat comes in the heart, then a person is concerned about Rabbun Nas. 
So this is the aspect that we are being encouraged in this ayat of the Quran Sharif that inna alladheena yakhshawna rabbahum bil ghayb when a person is fearing Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala even in privacy then obviously in public will be no different what is in privacy that will be his life if he is concerned in privacy is conscious of Allah tabaraka there will be concerned and conscious of Allah tabaraka elsewhere as well once abu darda radhiyallahu ta'ala anhu This is now that how important this khashiyat is because khashiyat is what's going to drive a person towards righteousness all the time and there'll be this consistency whether public whether privacy and otherwise if this khashiyat is missing then the public life will be different and the private life will be different the public life will be the life to please rahman outwardly or whatever to please rahman and the private life will be a friend of shaitan two complete opposite lives will be led at the same time those brief moments a person will get where he thinks nobody is watching he'll be doing something else and where he thinks somebody is watching he'll be conducting himself differently so when this khashiyat is missing then this becomes the abu darda radiyallahu ta'ala an he once addressed the people and he said to them that a person should be very very he should be aware and he should be very cautious about this he should be aware of this that the hearts of the mu'minin start despising him in a way that he doesn't even know where this came from why it happened now the statement is very concise very brief not fully clear to a person who doesn't have that deeper insight into it So Fuzayl bin Iyaz rahimahullah, very great personality, very great buzurg of the time. He asked somebody, you know what this means? You also heard the statement. I also heard the statement, you know what it means. That a person should worry about this and he should be concerned and he should be aware that the hearts of the believers start despising him. And he doesn't even realize where it came from. There's outwardly no apparent reason for why this happened now how often this is the case people have this complaint that i don't know what's going on and everybody is just against me and this is going on and that is going on and what not so fuzayl bin iyaz rahimahullah asked this person you know what this means he said no i don't know what it means so these people were very clean hearted they didn't know something they said said i don't know what it means They didn't try to make some story to make themselves look like I know something. So no, I don't know what it means. So say so what it means is that a person starts sinning in privacy. Publicly he has a different outlook. But privately he is engaged in sins. As a result, Allah Taala turns the hearts of people against him. Now he can't seem to figure out why it's happening because he thinks this is something hidden away. 
she is behind closed doors, she is locked in the closet. Who knows about this? And where is the link between that and what's going on? There's no link between these two things. Where is the link? Somebody is telling me something which doesn't make sense here. What I did is something else that is happened quietly in some corner. Nobody knows about it. Where is the link between these two? That is min or In a way he doesn't even figure out, he can't understand where this came from. This in one hadith sharif, Nabi Kareem sallam has mentioned that when Allah Ta'ala loves somebody, and now why will Allah love somebody? Allah Ta'ala loves those who are obedient to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala loves those who have this khashiyat. Allah Ta'ala loves those alladheena yakhshawna rabbahum bil ghayb. Whether they are in public, whether they are in privacy, but they fear Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala loves them. And they have all the other sifat of the mu'mineen. They fulfill the obligations that Allah Ta'ala has placed upon them. They stay away from what Allah has forbidden. These are the people Allah loves. So when Allah Ta'ala loves somebody, Allah Ta'ala calls Jibreel and says to him, I love so and so, you must also love him. Then Jibreel announces in the heavens to the angels, Allah loves so and so, I also love him, you must also love him. Can we imagine the pure makhluk of Allah Ta'ala in the heavens, the angels, they all start loving him. And then this love that has now spread on the, in the heavens for him, Then this love and this mahabba and this acceptance comes for him down onto earth. Now people around him start loving him. His family start loving him. People he associates with start loving him. Everybody starts having good uh, feelings towards him. They all look at him in a kind manner. Look at him in a way that now they feel very comforted by this person's presence. They're waiting forward for that person to return home. Our father is coming back now, just now. The husband is returning home. There's that good feeling in the heart towards him from all directions. But where it came from, sometimes they also can't figure out why it's there. But it came from above. Why it came from above? Because what he sent up was khashiyat. What he sent up was the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. Meaning his amal, his actions, correct actions, staying away from haram, protecting himself from what Allah has forbidden. So now, this is the result. And then the opposite also is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif. Nabi Islam then says, when Allah Ta'ala dislikes somebody. And why Allah dislikes somebody? That... Fine, he made a mistake, Allah gave him respite, that he now repent, but one, two, ten, twenty, and then this gets deeper and deeper, and starts feeling so smart about himself, so long nothing happens, how smart I am. So he starts taking advantage of the respite of Allah Ta'ala, rather than using that respite to turn to Allah Ta'ala in sincere tawbah, and beg forgiveness, he is now taking advantage of that in the wrong way and feeling well I have a free reign to do as I please so on this free reign one incident comes to mind Bishar Hafi Rahmatullah very well known saint and pious personality but his earlier life was a very very carefree life involved in all kinds of vices and so on sometimes a person something some good happens somewhere that becomes a turning point in his life. That becomes a means of that hidayah coming. Allah knows best 
what good turn he did for somebody somewhere that got accepted so his hidayat came in a very strange way so one day he was having a big party with all his friends and this music is blaring and whatever else this merry making is carrying on so while all this is happening there was a knock on the door so his slave girl went to open and see who is this so she opened the door so there was some stranger there so he asked that the person who lives in this house is a slave or a free person in that period of time there were still slaves also so he asked him is it a slave or a free person that lives in this house so he said no it's a free person he said yes I thought so also I also thought so had it been a slave he would have been fulfilling the etiquettes of servitude he would have been living as a slave now Fuzil Bishr Hafi Rahimahullah he happened to be close by and he overheard this conversation at the door this person said so much and he turned and went away now when he overheard this conversation something struck him very deeply he ran to the door this person was not there he asked this slave who the person where this person is who was the person that came to was at the door he said I don't know some stranger where did he go he said well he went in this direction so he quickly ran now he was bare feet at that time but he didn't wait to even come back inside and put on his shoes he rushed off bare feet to chase after and find this person eventually he saw somebody walking he stopped him he said did you come to the door he said yes I was there at your door he said what did you speak there you said something there can you please repeat it he said well this is what I asked that is this house the owner of this house is he a free person or a slave so I was told now he is a free person I said well must be because if he was a slave he would have been fulfilling the rights of servitude now Bishr Hafi Rahimahullah he understood what this person is talking about that we are all slaves of Allah Ta'ala and if you truly realize that I am a slave of Allah Ta'ala I won't be living this life like as if I am a free person I got nobody to answer to I can do as I please so this became such a deep shock on his heart he fell to the ground and began rubbing his cheeks on the soil and repeatedly saying Abdun, Abdun Ya Rabbi, Abdun Ya Allah I am a slave, Ya Allah I am a slave I am not a free person, I am your slave and that became the turning point in his life and then ever since he refused to wear any shoes he would walk bare feet all the time people one day asked somebody asked him that why do you always walk bare feet he says I mended my relationship with my Rabb in a condition I was bare feet so I keep this as a reminder for myself that I must remember that day and I must keep on the same path Allah Ta'ala's grace used to come on him that if there was any dirt on the way it would just disappear when he's walking but in any case the point is again that this khashiyat came in his heart whatever his life was prior to that but this khashiyat the sea of Allah Ta'ala came in that moment but when it came it completely transformed his life complete revolution from where he was from all that merry making and partying and whatever else and becoming the greatest saint of the time among the greatest awliya of the time Bishar Hafi Rahimahullah now this is that motivation that came from khashiyat I'm a slave I'm not a free person to do as I please I got nobody to answer to if that's what we think in dunya 
But Qiyamah is coming. The day of Qiyamah is coming where we have to give an answer for all our deeds. So this khashiyat. And when this comes, now that kind of life that now is makhluk, we fearing makhluk. Hazrat Umar bin Abdul Aziz, rahimahullah, he once stated, Man khafallaha, akhafallahu minhu kulla shay. Person who fears Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, Allah ta'ala will make everything fear him. And if he does not fear Allah ta'ala, then khafa min kulli shay. He'll fear everything. That becomes the end result of the life which is devoid of khashiyat. And a person is all the time in some anxiety. I did this now, I hope this doesn't get exposed. And that, I hope nobody comes to know about it. And now he's smiling too, but inside something is just, there's a turmoil going on that uh, this might go wrong and that might go wrong and something else. Oh, what other haram he wants to do now because this particular, he's now done with this. This gave him no satisfaction. So now he's in something else. So even the halal na'mas of Allah Ta'ala become tasteless to him. His whole heart and mind is all in the haram all the time. So even the halal na'mas of Allah Ta'ala is deprived of the benefit and the enjoyment of it. This becomes the end result of this life without khashiyat. So in order to develop this khashiyat, Quran Sharif is filled with the ayat regarding this khashiyat. And the hadith as well, one hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that how great this khashiyat is. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Aynani la tamassuhuman nar, two eyes, meaning eyes of two such people. The fire of Jahannam will not touch it. Now it's not going to ever happen that somebody's eyes will get saved from Jahannam, but some other part of the body will now be still in Jahannam. If the eyes are going to get saved, he'll get saved. The two eyes are such that they will not be touched by the fire of Jahannam. Now this is the effect of this in itself. But if a person puts some other barrier in between, barrier of sins, then obviously he's not going to see the benefit and the effect of it. So the two eyes, one is Aynun Bakat Min Khashyatillah. That eye that cries out of the fear of Allah Ta'ala. Shed some tears out of the fear of Allah Ta'ala. Now this is part of that manner in which to develop this khashiyat. To surround and ponder. In the life I'm leading, how way about life, what am I doing? Allah forbid if this is the life I'm going to continue with. The sinful life, indulging in all kinds of things, disobeying Allah Ta'ala, in those private moments doing all kinds of other things, thinking everything is very very secure behind passwords and behind this, that and the other. But can we secure anything away from Allah wa ta'ala? So now the person who's living that kind of life now, we need to ponder, each one of us got our own issues. Think about it. I mean, I will continue in this manner. Death could come at any moment. Any moment my life could just suddenly stop right here in dunya and I'll be gone to the akhirat. So what will be then the case after that? What kind of moth will this be? To surround and ponder over it. We worried a lot about what to do in terms of how to put, make this investment work and where to put the money here and how to get that job of dunya done and how to do so many things. Have we worried about our abode of akhirat? We sat down and pondered. What kind of abode I will have in the akhirat? What kind of cover? What is the moth? 
What kind of angels will come to take my roof? Think about it. Ponder deeply. Imagine that moment. And imagine the angels are coming. What can we can't we imagine the angels in reality? But is it Rahmat coming or Azab coming? And then the cover. What's going to be my condition in the cover? Is it going to be expanding for me till the sight as far as my sight is? Allah forbid is going to start narrowing upon me. Allah save us. What is going to be the condition in the cover? What's going to be the condition of the day of Qiyamah? The whole makhluk will be in front. That time all the private moments will be public also. Everybody will see everything. What will be my condition that day? Thinking about it in this manner must drive us then to make Tawbah immediately. I can't carry on like this. I need to change my life. I need to come back to Allah wa ta'ala. I need to make a turnaround. And Allah Ta'ala loves this turnaround. Person makes a turnaround. Allah Ta'ala loves this dearly. There's one incident mentioned in the Hadith Sharif. In Tirmizi Sharif, the riwayat is there. Nabi Karim Sallallahu And the narrator says, Anas Had I not heard it, or one of the other Sahaba, had I not heard it from Nabi Karim Sallallahu once, twice, thrice, and he went on like this seven times, and he said, forget seven times, I heard it much more than that. Had it not been that I heard it so many times personally and directly, then I would not have related it because I've been doubting myself whether I heard right. But I heard it so many times that I'm 200% certain that what I heard, what I remembered is exactly what I heard. And then he narrated the hadith when Nabi Karim spoke about a person in the Bani Israel, Kifal. And the person Kifal was such a person never ever stopped at any sin. Whatever came he headlong into it. And one day he gave one woman 60 dinar, 60 gold coins to commit zina. And at the last moment she suddenly started trembling. Before he could commit any wrong she started trembling. He asked her what's going on. She said I've never done such a vile deed in my life. Such a disgusting act I've never committed. But this desperation just drove me into this moment. But now I'm regretting why I even, in other words, that was the point. I'm regretting why I even allowed this desperation to bring me to this situation. I should have rather starved. So he got a shock. He said, you are just doing this out of desperation. You've never committed such a thing in your life. Go, you can take this money also. And he said, if this is your condition, this is the explanation of it. He said, I will never disobey Allah again. He also walked away from there saying, I will never disobey Allah again. The turnaround. And this was his toba. This was sincerely from the heart. That remorse and regret that what kind of life I led. And now what I was up to. What kind of situations I was now subjecting people to also. I will never disobey Allah again. And that night he passed away. Now, nobody knew about this particular part of his life. This turnaround, this U-turn he took, happened in the dead of night. But up to the time before that, everybody knew his life. Everybody knew what kind of person this person was, what kind of sinful life he was leading. That everybody knew. But this U-turn, nobody knew. But now when this Hashiyah, then Allah Taala takes care of the situation. Without khashiyat, the person is worried all the time. 
what is people's view of me and what people are going to think about me and then now something is given is given for the sake of people something is withheld because somebody else wants me to withhold this so now it's a political thing whatever else if I'm saying something then what is people's view about this going to be I'm doing something what will be the impression in the eyes of people everything for makhluk all the time worried about makhluk but khalik we forget when khashiyat is missing this becomes a situation so now Allah Ta'ala took care of the situation with this khashiyat Allah Ta'ala takes care of it in the morning people got to know this person passed away but now they knew what kind of person this is but miraculously at the door was inscribed in very very clear words غَفَرَ اللَّهُ لِلْكِفْرِ Allah has forgiven kifal and everybody saw this is something that no human being has written this this is something that has come from the unseen Allah wa ta'ala made it clear to everybody this person is a maghfoor, he is a forgiven person but that U-turn, Allah Ta'ala loves this so this is the time to take that U-turn to make that decision to come back to Allah wa Ta'ala and whatever has passed of our life has passed but when a person makes that decision that decision there is no time later to make it tomorrow we'll see now next big night will come or Ramadan will come that big night and Ramadan will come whether we'll be around we have no idea that big night and Ramadan will keep coming for many years till till Allah Ta'ala wills till Qiyamah comes but whether we are around tonight forget tomorrow that too we don't know so the time is never later the time to turn to Allah Ta'ala is always now in the depths of the heart, a person makes sincere toba, turns to Allah Taala, begs Allah Taala's forgiveness, and makes a decision. Thinks about it, all the various things that will help and motivate a person to bring this khashiyat, as you mentioned about the muraqaba, spending time in solitude, thinking about all these things, pushing ourselves to do more for Allah Taala, suppressing those haram desires and staying away from the evils, from the sins and the vices this is what then will bring a person closer to Allah Ta'ala and the more he does this, the more he makes his life in public and private in the same correct manner the same correct manner that he tries to live publicly, he makes his private life the same how he lives with his friends, he lives with his family also in the same way meaning the very cheerful and charming manner he lives with his friends so he has the same manner at home as well He's not living a double life in that. The same very cheerful way he's with customers. And he's cheerful at home also. Because here he's doing it for dunya. Then he must do it solely for Allah Ta'ala. This is part of that khashiyat. Khashiyat will drive him towards all this. So this is that khashiyat we have to develop. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give me and all of us the tawfiq. This comes by associating with those being in such company. People whose hearts have that khashiyat who conduct themselves in the fear of Allah Taala, reading about their lives, reading about the lives of the pious, thinking about these realities of life as we discussed, all this helps to develop this. Allah Taala bless me and all of us with this great quality.
سائد دور ہو جائے محمد رسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وعلا آلہ و اصحابہ و اصحابہ و بارک و سلم تسلیما کثیرا کثیرا یا ربی صلی و سلم دائما ابدا علی حبیبک خیر الخلق کلہم جز اللہ عنا نبینا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم بما ہوا اہنو لا الہ الا اللہ 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 لائنہ محمد رسول اللہ 
ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين إله العالمين يا الله Most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah إله العالمين يا الله Forgive us يا الله Forgive all of major and minor sins يا الله يا الله forgive our families يا الله Forgive our friends and relatives يا الله Forgive the entire ummah of Nabiya Kareem صلى الله عليه وسلم إله العالمين يا الله شوه مغفرة لأمتي يا الله شوه رحمة لأمتي يا الله إله العالمين يا الله قرآن تسخشيت يا الله قرآن تسخشيت يا الله يا الله we are living a life without خشيت يا الله as a result of which the whole مخلوق is against us يا الله إله العالمين bless us with خشيت يا الله bless us with تقوى يا الله bless us with the reality of تقوى يا الله يا الله full of hearts with your محبت يا الله full of hearts with your محبت يا الله يا الله full of hearts with your محبت يا الله اللهم ارزقنا حبك وحب من يحبك وحب عملي يبلغنا حبك اللهم اجعل حبك أحب إلينا من أنفسنا وأهلينا ومن الماء البارد إله العالمين الله grant us the true love of نبي كريم صلى الله عليه وسلم Allah bless us with the love of His Mubarak Sunnah, Ya Allah. Enable us to live His Mubarak Sunnah, Ya Allah. Allah save us from the ways of the Yahud and Nasara, Ya Allah. Allah remove the inclinations in our hearts towards the ways of the Yahud and Nasara, Ya Allah. إله العالمين يا الله you have sounded such a severe warning for this يا الله ولا تركنوا إلى الذين ظلموا فتمسكم النار they do not even incline towards those who have oppressed themselves the Yahud and Nasara otherwise the fire of Jahannam will afflict you يا الله such a severe warning you have sounded out to us يا الله يا الله yet we have taken no heed يا الله يا الله yet we take to heart all the ways of the Yahud and Nasara يا الله we take to heart their way of life يا الله their dressing ya allah their manner of going about things ya allah allah forgive this major crime of ours ya allah ilahul alamin bless us with the love of the sunnah ya allah bless us with the love of sunnah ya allah allah full our lives with haya ya allah haya in every aspect of life ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah remove the ways of the west from our lives ya allah from our homes ya allah from our lives ya allah from our hearts ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah allah you grant us the tawfiq of doing all that which you are pleased with ya allah Save us from everything you are displeased with, Ya Allah. Allah, make our public lives and private lives all in your obedience, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you grant us a khashiyat, Ya Allah, in every aspect of life, Ya Allah. In every time and place, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you grant us a tawfiq of performing our five times salah with jama'ah, Ya Allah. With khushu and khudu, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us a tawfiq of such a salah which you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Enable us to recite the Qur'an Sharif daily, Ya Allah. Enable us to be forever in your remembrance, Ya Allah. Allah, grant us the sweetness of salah, Ya Allah. The ecstasy of ibadat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the pleasure of zikr, Ya Allah. The sweetness of tilawat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, put the hatred of sin in our hearts, Ya Allah. Make us hate sin like we hate filth and muck, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, put the disgust of sin in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from the sins of the eyes, Ya Allah. The sins of the ears and tongue, Ya Allah. The sins of the hands and feet, Ya Allah. The sins of the heart, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, remove all the malice, the jealousy, the hatred, Ya Allah. The love of the ego, Ya Allah. The love of dunya, Ya Allah. Remove all 
of righteousness from our hearts, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with all the qualities of Iman, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make us the true Umbatis of Nabiya Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Make us those who truly appreciate His sacrifices, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all the hardships that He underwent for us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the tears that He shed for us, Ya Allah. The blood that was shed for us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, the difficulties He saw, Ya Allah. He saw His family people being tortured, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the starvation that He bore patiently, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all this so that we could be taking your name today, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make us those who truly appreciate this, Ya Allah. Those who truly follow in His Mubarak way, Ya Allah. Those who are truly His Ummatis, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those who, Ya Allah, will become a means of happiness for Him on the day of Qiyamah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, bless us with that moment, Ya Allah. That Nabi Kareem, Salaam, meets us happily, Ya Allah. That He embraces us, Ya Allah. He grants us the water of Kawthar from His Mubarak hands, Ya Allah. He makes shifarish and intercedes on our behalf, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the companionship of Nabiya Kareem, Salaam, in Jannat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we don't deserve anything, Ya Allah. We are so sinful, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all we deserve, Ya Allah, if we deserve anything. Ya Allah, azab was what we deserve, Ya Allah. But you are most kareem, Ya Allah. You are most forgiving, Ya Allah. You are most merciful, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant those who don't deserve, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are those undeserving servants, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, bless us with your karam, Ya Allah. With your fazal, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, shower your rahmat upon us, Ya Allah. Forgive all our major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us all the good that you have blessed all your pious servants, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those special bounties that you shower on their hearts, Ya Allah. Shower on our hearts as well, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, connect us to you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, break all these connections from Nafs al-Shaitan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we've connected ourselves to all these evils, Ya Allah. All these vices, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are constantly pressing buttons and getting connected to Shaitan more and more, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, every kind of button is being pressed, Ya Allah. And Ya Allah, all kinds of chats are taking place, Ya Allah, which is connecting us further and further away from you and connecting us towards Shaitan, Ya Allah, towards Nafs, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, break all these haram connections from us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, connect us to you, Ya Allah. Connect us to the Quran Sharif, Ya Allah. Connect us to Salah, Ya Allah. Connect us to Zikr, Ya Allah. Connect us to Dua, Ya Allah. Connect us to the efforts of Deen with Ikhlas and Afiyat, Ya Allah. Accept us for the Khidmat of Deen, Ya Allah. Accept our progeny till Qiyamah for the Khidmat of Deen, Ya Allah. With Ikhlas and Afiyat and Qabooliyat, Ya Allah. Yulahul Alamin, throughout the world, Ya Allah. Wherever the Muslims are in any pain and suffering and hardship, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove their pain and difficulties, Ya Allah. All those who are sick, give them Shifai, Kamila, Ajila, Mustamirra, Daima. Ya Allah, remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Those are any difficulties, hardships, anxiety, worry, sorrow, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove it with Afiyat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whatever, Ya Allah, financial difficulties people are suffering, Ya Allah. Remove it with Afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Grant abundant halal and tayyib risk filled with barakat, Ya Allah. Save us from every drop and grain of haram and doubtful things, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who asked us to make dua for them, all who have raised their hands to this dua, Ya Allah, you fulfill each one's jai's needs, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Grant each one the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us all, Ya Allah, your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Grant us the nisbat of the awliya siddiqeen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whatever we've asked for, Ya Allah, out of your grace, grant it to us, Ya Allah. What we should have been asking for and did not ask, Ya Allah, bless us with that as well, Ya Allah. اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم 
انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم اللهم اغفر لامه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ارحم امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اهد امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم فرج القرب عن امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا انك انت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين الحمد لله رب العالمين